0: Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant, and we welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Kentucky lawmakers are on a brief break right now until they return late this month to consider any vetoes to legislation that they passed in the 2019 session. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Senate President Robert Stivers to get his take on what happened during this session. But first, WKYT's Hillary Thornton joins me with a look back at the General Assembly, what they did and didn't do in this session. Uh, again, that we'll be returning for that one day, uh, mainly for vetoes on that day. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you for having Interesting uh, uh, seat that you have over there uh, to, to kind of watch some history. And let's talk about uh, some things that did and didn't happen. Senate Bill 1 was the priority. Somebody said that the House would love to have made it uh, uh, sort of legislative Bill 1 as well mm-hmm. if they could have. That was a high priority to get something done on uh, school safety.
1: It was. There was a lot of work done on that in the, the interim period. They had a, a bipartisan working group put together and they really worked hard. They traveled around the state to get feedback about what was needed. And after the events that happened last year in Marshall County, they said that, you know, the time was now. They had to do something.
0: Law well, was made of the fact that there was no funding for that because this is a non-budget year. Uh, the lawmakers say they are committed to finding that funding next
1: year. That's right. They said that this is basically the framework, and they are committed to finding the funding to, to implement it next year.
0: Will some cost be shifted, uh, does it look like, to the local schools? Maybe that's a good question for the president of Stiver. It might
1: it? be. I know... It- they've been asked that and they they say they want to stay away from putting more burden on the local school districts
0: teachers were out in force during this session there were six sick outs in Jefferson County uh, do educators come away feeling that uh, you know they were uh, somewhat victorious in this session because they were able to uh, hold back uh, some bills that they were concerned about
1: i think it, it's hard to say because it it was everyone was a little bit unclear which bills specifically they were there for It was more of just a general, they were concerned about public education. I do know that two of the main ones they were concerned about, House Bill 205, House Bill 525, aren't going anywhere, and and the leadership in the House has said that those are things they'll have to take up in the interim.
0: One would have changed benefits for future hires. The other would have uh, changed the makeup of the teachers' retirement board.
1: And the scholarship tax credits for private schools.
0: The legislature did put through a tax bill projected to to result in less revenue to the state, but part of that was alleviating a bank tax that the bankers, and many people on both sides of the aisle said, had basically run maybe three dozen banks out of the state already, and there was concern about that.
1: There was. There were some people that felt like the state doesn't have this money, so why should they be giving it away? But others, you know, say it was critical. For the banking industry of the state, and to keep it keep it thriving, and, and not lose any more banks.
0: But there was vigorous debate on a measure that cuts revenue at a time when we have shortfalls, and and uh, and some expenses that are obviously going to be on the table, including next year with this uh, uh, this school safety bill.
1: That's right, and I mean, the contents of it as a whole, not everyone was thrilled with. But I think somebody, when explaining their vote, explained it as. Uh, SPOONFUL OF SUGAR TO HELP THE MEDICINE GO DOWN. THERE WERE SOME THINGS IN that, THAT THAT HAD TO GET DONE.
0: A LOT OF SOCIAL ISSUES GOT A LOT OF ATTENTION IN THIS SESSION AND A LOT PASSED, INCLUDING uh, GUNS AND ABORTION, uh, A COUPLE OF uh, MAJOR MEASURES in, IN THAT.
1: THE PERMITLESS CARRY BILL WAS, was A BIG TALKER um, THAT WOULD you know ALLOW SOMEONE TO CONCEAL A FIREARM WITHOUT NEEDING A CONCEALED um, CARRY PERMIT. THAT PASSED. AND THEN THERE'S BEEN A COUPLE ABORTION-RELATED BILLS THAT HAVE PASSED, THE ACLU right after they passed put out their statement saying they will challenge them
0: a net metering bill when in late the solar panel mm-hmm. uh, discussion that uh, it got a lot of people uh, really you know emotionally charged at, at times uh, it, then it appeared that it was going away and then very late in the session uh, uh, it came back up
1: that's right it's one of their i can think of of a few bills that started off heavy discussion early in the session then kind of you know seemed to not be going anywhere and then in this last Few days, they really, you know, kind of made a sprint towards that finish line.
0: Let's talk about a couple of things that were talked about very early and then lost momentum somewhere along the way: uh, sports betting and medical marijuana.
1: Those are both things that I think a, a good amount of people felt like this year might be the year for for either of those to happen. The discussions they started early, they made some movement in their committees, um, but then, you know, once some people voiced concerns, they. They seem to get held up.
0: Does it uh, look like some of those things may be teed up for next year?
1: I think so. I think any of of these things that have been big talkers this session that have gotten held up, everyone's already looking towards that interim and having more discussion.
0: Uh, Final question. I'll have the same uh, for President Stivers. Uh, Do you hear any uh, talk of any vetoes? Uh, I mean, governors almost always do. Uh, But you know, it's a relatively weak veto in Kentucky with a simple majority override.
1: I haven't heard, uh, you know, much talk about any of these major bills people have been watching that they're concerned about. Obviously, you know, the governor will look over those closely and he might see something in those that, that concerns him and, and, you know, want want them to go back on work and work on that some more.
0: In most of these cases, it's it's the entire bill goes or he vetoes it, Mm -hmm. unlike in the budget year when he can line items and things. Right. All right, Hillary, thank you very much. Great job covering the uh, session this year and last, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. Right? Coming next, Kentucky Senate President Robert Stivers will join us. He'll give us his perspective on the 2019 legislative session. Finally, he gets to take a little break. We're back in just a moment. welcome back and we're so glad you're here with us on Wkyt for Kentucky newsmakers Kentucky Senate president Robert Stivers is joining us now his perspective on the 2019 session he's a Republican from Manchester who has served his eastern Kentucky district since 1997 he was unopposed for re-election in 2016 a top priority of the legislature was Senate bill 1 that school safety bill it was passed but not funded in this non-budget year several other bills passed that will change some of Kentucky landscape, including no longer requiring a permit or training to carry a concealed weapon. Some abortion restrictions that we've mentioned also uh, went through and dominated some of the debate uh, in the uh, Senate and in the House, and uh, there were things that didn't pass. And uh, Senate President, thank you for coming. Very short night for you uh, as we tape this, and uh, we're indebted to you for coming in. We appreciate it.
2: Glad to be here, Bill.
0: Senate Bill 1 was considered a top priority, and I, again, I did hear people even in the House side say they wish. It could have been theirs as well, so they had a House Bill 1, you had Senate Bill 1. But uh, it it is to create some rules to harden schools as targets, and it does other things with uh, counseling and so forth. Tell us about Senate Bill 1, why you were so passionate about it.
2: Well, uh, because of the events that have happened, very unfortunate events, um, we wanted to make sure we did an assessment this year. So not to have a knee-jerk reaction, uh, the House and Senate got together. Bam Carney, Max Wise, they toured the state uh, in a very bipartisan, bicameral uh, effort with Johnny Ray Turner coming out of the Senate, being a former teacher and Democrat leadership, uh, came with a bill that we agreed that both chambers uh, would designate it as their top priority, but because Max Wise was the chair, uh, he took the lead on it and it came out of the Senate first.
0: It does not uh, have funding, uh, and there was a lot made of that. are you able to assure people that it will be funded next year? I'm very certain of that, but, but here, here is the problem with people saying it wasn't
2: funded. As you talked about, we're going to have to look at hardening targets. Uh, we're going to have to look at how many types of officers, if we're going to put officers in schools, resource officers. Uh, we also talked about mental health and what we're going to do with mental health um, experts and providers. So we're going to have to look at each school system, and that's one of the things that was talked about in the committee was we need an assessment of which schools are already doing this, which aren't, which ones need one-time dollars for constructions, which ones need recurring dollars. So we're already in the process of assessing what the needs are, and then by 2020, when we get into a budget session, then we'll know what the dollar figure is that we have to put into it, because certain systems will not be able to afford anything because they just don't have the cash flow. Others will be able to do it themselves. And many of the school systems, we'll find, have already done some of these things. So just to throw money out there would be imprudent. So we're gonna take a measured approach and assessment. The School Board Association is already in the process of working with the school systems around the state to see what's needed, one-time dollars, If there's any help needed in that area or recurring dollars in the
0: sense of having somebody on staff year after year. Are you sympathetic to superintendents and others who are fearful that uh, there will be some of an unfunded mandate here, that they are being given rules from Frankfurt to follow that that they will have to find the money to do? I don't think there's going to be a lot of blowback about that
2: because this should be uh, their number one priority is safety. Safety of the facility, which then houses
0: the uh, faculty and staff, but most importantly, the children. Teachers were out in full force during the session. I'm sure you've encountered many of them. There were six sickouts in Jefferson County, the state's largest district. No changes were made to uh, pensions or the teachers' retirement uh, pension board. Uh, how much an effect is their political activism have on what uh, did or didn't happen? Well, I don't think it has that much in the Senate I can't
2: say about the House. But people, from my perspective, were a little bit uh, bewildered by the fact they were protesting a bill that may change the makeup of their investment retirement board. Because I've, I've watched these numbers and seen the actuarial analysis. The KTRS system has done a very good job on investments. But if you looked at what we listened to in January, their own people, their own experts were talking about how there was a lot of problems in their system. And that this unfunded mandate that you hear, that maybe 40% of the problem is internal. That's people that these individuals elect. And so when you think of all this unfunded mandate, no matter what you think of us or anything else, 40% 40% of the problem is internal decision making. And if I'm a teacher, and it's kind of like if we went to the bank and you know, they're holding their money and your banker said, well, we just made some decisions and you lost 40% on the decisions we made, I think you'd be questioning your banker. And that, that was, that's the perspective we came from.
0: There were six sick outs in Jefferson County and uh, some other school systems that closed because teachers had called in sick. Are you critical of that uh, uh, happening? Well, everybody has a right to express their view and opinion. That's, that's what this
2: process is about. You know, there's people who will agree with me and they will disagree with me. And they have that right to express their opinion. And I think people thought, yeah, you need to be up there doing it. But at a point in time when it was clear that a lot of things that they were looking at or even interested in weren't going to happen, again, we became somewhat confused as to why they were there. BECAUSE IT WAS CLEAR THAT NOTHING WAS MOVING, NOTHING WAS GOING TO HAPPEN, BUT STILL INDIVIDUALS
0: WERE PROTESTING THINGS THAT WEREN'T GOING TO TAKE Place. Do you think, though, maybe sometimes you get a different perspective from your seat up there and you're managing the legislation, you know where things stand and what's going to be called and what isn't? And people out in public, I mean, oftentimes it's just, uh, you know, they, they hear things that, that could be coming up. And, and that's part of the problem in this day of day and age of electronic
2: media and, and, and Facebook and Twitter. There's information out there, Bill. But when I say there's information, we don't know if it's accurate information, inaccurate information, or sometimes misinformation. So it's hard for these people. And I met with, I think, probably 20 teachers from Jefferson County yesterday, and we talked about it. And it was like, well, we didn't know that. Well, we've heard this and this and this. And an example, they they said, well, you all took $700 million from our system. And that's like, no, that never has happened. Just ask your system administrators. But they don't even know who their system administrators are, uh, you know, so
0: probably shouldn't mention their name. They'll probably start writing them letters. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, what can be done about that kind of uh, loose information that may be out there? You know, I, I know the news organizations do the best that we can to try to pin things down and get those facts out there, and then uh, but then uh, still there's the the loose stuff floating well there and and there's no way you can
2: control Facebook and Twitter and things that are out there Um, and that's where I try to be very uh, precise in what I say and it has to be very short because we're almost a soundbite society and
0: and these issues are much more complex than just a sound bite. The no permit, conceal, and carry bill has been controversial. Even some very pro gun Republicans questioned not requiring any firearms training before people are able to carry a gun in that way. Do you share those concerns? I way? do not.
2: You know, we're, before the law changed, we're an open carry state, except where it was marked that you can't carry. Uh, so, anybody could strap uh, a, uh, a weapon on their hip or carry it in plain view in their hands and you were considered law-abiding. But if I had done that and did not have my coat on and then all of a sudden I put my coat on, I become illegal. And so, just one action of having my coat on or not having my coat on uh, makes me legal or illegal. And and some people have said, well, this is going to help criminals. Well carrying a concealed deadly weapon was is a misdemeanor or was a misdemeanor. I don't think anybody who's thinking about creating or or committing a felony is going to be worried about a misdemeanor charge. If They're going to do it. They're going to do it. And I think it's a deterrent to
0: know, well, does this person have something or not? We heard some uh, local fiscal concerns from uh, sheriffs uh, and law enforcement who received money from those concealed carry permits because now, uh, you know, it's believed that the number of those will go down and they receive fees from that. Is that. Was that taken into account?
2: Well, I don't think they will go down because if you're going to have uh, the ability to move into another state with a weapon, and be in conformity with their laws, to have reciprocity, the legal term, you're still gonna to have to have a concealed carry permit and the training that goes around it. And so I don't think you'll see that because people who want to have a weapon on them for whatever purpose, legal purpose, want to be law-abiding and want to maintain their good status in whatever state they're gonna do. And I don't think you'll see the concealed carry uh, training permits go down, but um, I still don't think that should be a factor in, you know, in this type of decision of whether or not people are going to make money off the the, the
0: ultimate decision Senator president robert stivers is with us we'll take a break more issues uh, that are being considered by the state legislature we are back in a moment Welcome back to WKYT's Kentucky Newsmakers. Kentucky Senate President Robert Stivers is with us. We're discussing legislation that has passed this session. You take a break now, and then uh, we'll come back and discuss any vetoes that the governor may issue. Do you have reason to believe he may veto uh, some of the bills? Well, uh, as we sit here today, no. Um,
2: We haven't had much chance to talk to him with the very fast pace, very little opportunity to talk to him. Uh, with the fast pace that's gone on in the last week or two. Um, now we'll sit down. I think they'll start reviewing with the volume of bills that came out in the last days. They'll start reviewing, they'll start asking questions. That's why you have this period. Uh, there'll be discussions. Well, why did you do it this way? Why did you do it that way? Uh, then they'll make their assessments over the period of time, and then there may be things that they can veto. Uh, that they said, well, if you do it this way, um, come back and fix it, and it'll all be the way we all want it. So there'll be a lot of discussions, but right now I don't know if there'll be anything you would veto. Do
0: you think anything else will come up on that last day,
2: any other Oh, there's discussion? a real possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the biggest issues out there is this um, uh, fix for the quasi-entities and as it relates to their retirement payments. It's
0: health departments. State universities?
2: State universities, library boards, uh, community health, uh, um, rape advocacy, uh, you know, not advocacy, but uh, rape support and, mm-hmm. and, and centers that that do that type of work, mental health. Can't think of all the different ones. There's so many of mm-hmm. them that go from
0: place to place, like 500. But some of them the say state. if they get hit with this pension bill that uh, they're about to get hit with that, even some health departments would have to close be bankrupt
2: and that's we have to be cognizant of that fact because we don't want to uh, keep services from going into people but to, to, to the needy areas. but if we don't do something with it then what's called the unfunded liability, that money which will be have, which will have to be paid out in the future just keeps getting greater and greater and you're just building debt. That's what you're doing. You're just creating more and more debt to where we will not be able to dig our way out of it. You see that is potentially being discussed on that last day. That will probably be the biggest
0: topic of discussion between last night and the last day of the session. We knew going in that lawmakers wanted to correct unintended consequences of adding charities to the sales tax extension that was put on last summer. Uh, The eventual bill... Uh, results in uh, $100 million or so less in revenue in a state that is having budget shortfall after shortfall and cuts to programs and universities and other things. Uh, Some have questioned that. Uh, Was that wise? Well, let me
2: clarify one thing. Much of the things that were related to the nonprofits was not directly related to the change in the tax code last year it was based on a court decision. Because it happened at the same time, everybody thought it was, well, it was the changes by legislature. No, but we went back and addressed it. Um, and that meant less tax revenues. So that was one reason we had. that's part of the $100 million. The other thing, and I heard you talk earlier about the bank franchise tax. I think people understand that or think it's a big break for the banks. It's not. We've got a 13.25% franchise tax, not a corporate tax. West Virginia has a 4%. So what you're seeing is banks from West Virginia, and this is an example, purchasing our banks and moving those mandated reserves to West Virginia. Or Kentucky banks moving mandated reserves to another state because those mandated reserves had a 9% difference in the tax rate. So what we were getting from that continues to drop if we don't change the tax rate and we lose control And for those banks, the best example is right in Frankfort.
0: Then they move that capital and reserves out of state. Then they fire people. uh, Mr. President, the question remains, though, uh, that, uh, you know, many people say Kentucky needs more revenue, not less, in the situation uh, that uh, we face right now. Well, and I understand
2: what that is. But if, you know, we don't create a competitive tax code. Sure. Then you lose your businesses, and that's the thing about the banks. We were losing our banks because our tax code. Now we're going to have to go back and revisit, and I understand that, but this is a stopgap measure to get us into the next
0: years. Uh, the Senate leadership uh, also uh, supported uh, this bill, evidently that, uh, that strips some power from the Secretary of State uh, as it relates to the uh, the election uh, overseeing Kentucky's elections. Uh, why? I think it's been pretty evident from
2: what has been published. This is not something that you all were involved in, I was involved in. Uh, It was a bipartisan accusation about misdeeds of the current Secretary of State. And if there's one thing as we talk about people voicing their opinion, we have to maintain the integrity of the electoral process, and it has been seriously questioned based on these breaches. Of, of confidentiality and records by individuals within the current Secretary of State. But this office. will be
0: for all Secretary of States going forward, right? You've, you've changed the law of the land. It will apply, yeah. correct. So, uh, how will they make those changes now to, uh, to, to oversee the elections?
2: Um, it's not hard to oversee the elections. What it is is getting access to people's information. And again, this was a bipartisan solution from even county clerks, local Democrat county clerk, Don Blevins Jr. was very supportive of this, as were Republican county clerks. Um, You know, the articles have been very um, really damning of the way this has come from individuals inside of the Secretary of State's office about, um, I think the first person was a longtime Democrat that accused her of this, that she tried to fire. So, that doesn't need to be part of the process.
0: Sports betting and medical marijuana were talked about early on. It looked like, at least the medical marijuana looked to have considerable uh, traction early, and sports betting certainly had uh, a lot of people pushing it. Those did not make it. Well, sports betting, I think when people started looking at what the fiscal impact would
2: be, understand that probably the, the, the gold standard in betting is naturally Las Vegas. State of Nevada only generated 12 million dollars in tax revenue last year in sports betting. So it wasn't what people thought, so it really lost interest. People lost interest in it. Um, as to medical marijuana, the debate continues. Uh, they delivered to me a stack, because I've said nobody's ever delivered me any any good three-tier blind studies. Well, they just delivered a stack to me. Virtually, the conclusion virtually every one of them was, further study is needed. But there is, there are indicators that indicators, not, not conclusive, that they are good for nausea and spasticity, which is spastic seizures for multiple sclerosis people. So it's not that people are opposed to it, it's just that we don't think we have enough information to move forward because there are detrimental effects for marijuana.
0: A few seconds left. Uh, does this session tee up next year uh, pretty well? And by the way, there's a governor's race in the middle of all that between here and there. <laughs> Somebody asked me about it, and I said, we kind of started
2: building the frame for next year's picture. Um, The colors will be added in a little bit this May in the primary, and the full picture will be painted in November as to what next year will look like from a policy and politics
0: standpoint for the legislature. Senate President Robert Stivers, thanks for coming hey, right. again. And uh, I know you, you maybe you get to take a little break here before you head back to Frankfurt. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us for WKYT's Kentucky Newsmakers. Make it a good week ahead.